Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Smash that subscribe button. We're on Reddit, too. Subreddit is 999thefan. I'm going to convert Julia over to Reddit at some point. I feel like they... Reddit and Instagram feel like they're stalking you, and there's there's like a lot of rules. And no, not Reddit. Reddit's just a glorified message board. Yeah, it's all okay. it is. It's, it's AOL it's, 1997. It really, it really is. It's just a message board, man. But I, it's funny. I use it for news purposes, and then occasionally finding cool pictures of old stereo equipment. But you know that's what I do in my free time. But yeah, we're on Reddit. Just look up. Just look up 99.9 the fan. On Reddit, we are there. West Durham, ACC Network will drop on by in about 25 minutes or so. We will also play the OG mixtape. We're going to do some more basic-ass Christmas music, I think, today. Exciting. The reason why we're doing basic-ass Christmas music is because we're in the giving spirit. If you win the OG... No, I'm sorry. That's your full of a chilio. If you go five for five on the mixtape, you're going to get the Arctic Tumbler. I'm thinking of prizes. For your full of a chilio at 530... We get we we will allow you to take five items from our prize closet. Everything must go, Joe. Oh. Everything must I like go. It. We got pint glasses, we got t shirts, we got coffee mugs of shows that don't exist anymore. I'm hopeful that somebody goes deep into the prize closet and pulls out an old Golic and Wingo shirt. That's what I want. A Golic and Wingo koozie. Because we got all sorts of that stuff back in the day. We still have the headbands. I think so. There's got to be some headbands around here yeah. somewhere. Yeah, that's easy. I feel like there's some content that could be created of us just going through the prize closet. That would be that would be pretty amusing. That would be pretty amusing. Uh, sad news today. Franco Harris, Steelers legend, Hall of Famer, the man at the center of the immaculate reception, died at the age of 72. Uh, this just comes days before he was supposed to have his jersey retired, his number retired. And they were going to hold a ceremony just two days before the 50th anniversary of that play, of the Immaculate Reception. There's a statue of Franco Harris, I believe it's at the airport. Yeah. You know, when mm-hmm. you uh, when you get there and it's 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 him picking up the ball before Pick it touches. Catching, catching the ball. The ball so, before it hits the ground. So here's the thing. There are so many there are so many things that happened back in 1972 that are tied to that play. In 2019, in honor of the NFL's 100th season, or the or football being 100 years old, so to speak, it was voted number one, the number one play in all of NFL history. And how could it not be? It's iconic, all right? I've seen that replayed a bazillion times in the classic slow-mo. It's the same two things. You see the ball bouncing off what's-his-face from uh, with Tatum from the Raiders and Franco Harris picking it up. And there's a lot of weird nuances to what happened back in 1972 that weren't allowed. Things that we take for granted that weren't allowed back in 1972. For instance, you could, if you were an offensive player and you tipped the ball, somebody else could not catch it. Another offensive player could not catch that ball. So it was initially thought that the ball was tipped by another Steelers player before Franco Harris picked it up. And then there's the joke you just made. He picked it up before it hit the ground? There's one camera angle. 
of right. all time somehow. Only one. Only one, right? We've only seen one play. Yeah, props to the refs, though. Hey, man. Didn't have replay. They didn't. Did it in real time. They didn't. So somebody saw it. So if it happened today, how long would that replay process take? Oh, uh, forever. And nobody would come to any sort of agreement on anything, would they? They would go back to what it was ruled on the field. Yeah, which was a which touchdown. kind of amazing. Which is a touchdown. Inconclusive. Because, yeah, even the one camera angle you see all the time, you don't really see the football. No. You see him. There is no. There's yeah. just, just the ball. When you watch the replays, NFL Films has it. I mean, you can make the argument that whole sequence is what helped make NFL Films what it is. You know, it's all iconic. You see the ball bounce. You don't see the camera pan over quick enough. At that point, when it pans over to Franco Harris, he already has the ball and he's running towards the end zone. And then when you see the end zone angle, it doesn't pan down. It's cropped. So you don't see where the ball is exactly. So we'll never know, man. We'll never know. But RIP Franco Harris, an iconic NFL player who had a hell of a career, by the way. He was more than just the immaculate reception at one point in time. More than just actually, David Tyree. Yeah, he was he was third all-time rushing at one point in his career behind, what, uh, Jim Brown and Walter Payton. So this is uh, this is the passing of a true NFL legend. Sticking with football. It is early National Signing Day. We have another signing day in February. Some guys didn't announce today. But for the most part, classes are pretty much tied up, along with all the transfer portal news that you've seen across the country. Name, image, and likeness has been the biggest topic. But Dabo had a different take on name, image, and likeness. Our guy absolutely went there and i'm wondering how long he's been workshopping this for today's press conference thinking through it and i honestly i mean for me we we built this program on nil we really did and and i it's probably different than what you're thinking though we we built this program uh in god's name image and likeness and that's how i look at it so No notes, Dabo. Absolutely no notes. You have to watch the video because he smirks right before he's like he knows it's coming. Yeah. He's like, wait till they hear this line. Well, he's he's taking on the Bobby Bowden role of Whew. coach slash you know orator slash church leader, as we know, savior. You know, gathering the sheep. God did. God did. I need a Dabo remix. God, Clemson with the uh, number 11 class. Miami with the number three class is the one that I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, just no. I don't believe it. Why? Because every year they allegedly have a top 10 class, and every year their players stink. Well, I mean, actually, the team stinks, and they'll send five or six guys to the NFL, mm -hmm. and you're like, well, wait a second. They had five or six guys from the Yeah, but the coach stinks, and the team stinks. They always get the wrong coach, which you bring that up. You know, Some of these recruiting Texas rankings. Texas number four right. every year, the same problems. Yeah. My family, number six. Now, loving it, living here, for it. Here's the thing. Here's where we get into the coaching aspect of this, right? Because, yeah, you see your usual suspects up there. Miami's up there. Every year. Is Miami actually going to do anything? No. No. You brought up Texas. Of course, Texas is going to get a good uh, recruiting class. Ohio. Well, they, they at least got Arch Manning, so I can see. I'm sure they've, they haven't gotten a quarterback with that type of resume before in a while. 
Well, with a last name Manning? Well, Texas, though. Remember, the I Texas know. went through this whole – Mac Brown went through this whole drought mm-hmm. where he couldn't get Robert Griffin. He couldn't get Andrew Luck. All, yeah. But all these guys from the state of Texas mm-hmm. that he couldn't get. Matt Stafford. I mean, so far he's got a last name Manning. And maybe because we'll he goes maybe because he goes to Texas, maybe he's not all that. I don't know. I don't know. We we shall see. We shall see. They got four or five star guys. There was that's, a report there was a, a lot. there was a report that Arch Manning and NIL deals can pull around three point five million dollars. So Pat Narduzzi believes that Drake May was gonna make more money than Arch Manning? A kid with the last name Manning was gonna make less money than Drake May? Okay. Does not seem sensical. I'd but... love to see the math on that. Would love to see the math on that. Regardless. What you just brought up is one of the important PSAs that comes out of a day like today. The number one PSA is never tweet at recruits. Never tweet at recruits, okay? They're kids, man. You're a grown-ass man, and if they decided to go to your other to another school that's not your school, don't tweet at them. It's not going to change their mind. At no point in time has a recruit hopped on the Twitter, see the mentions that, you know, WolfEater98 said... Dude, how could you do this to us? And they go, you know what? You know, I should have. You know, Wolf Eater ninety eight. Since you put it like that, let me uh, let me see if I can uh, flip my commitment to your school. Okay, so don't tweet at recruits. One thing that's interesting in these top classes, there's they're gigantic classes. Yeah, I thought these classes were going to be smaller to allow teams to go into the portal and get some players out. The other thing to keep in mind is what you just laid out with a lot of these top teams, the usual suspects being atop of the recruiting rankings. There are some schools and some fan bases that care way more about today than they actually do the results. Once today is over, they will not care where these players will go. They will not care how these players players develop. What they'll start caring about is what the next class is going to look like. If that's what's important to you, cool. I'm not knocking it. But there's a consistency with some of these programs that just love being all over the timeline today but don't have the results to match it up. And they never actually point the finger at the coaching staff as to why those things don't play out. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. Check us out on YouTube. Just look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button. Everybody, Everybody's hitting the little hearts on the video that the Canes put out yesterday. Hannah Yates, Bally Sports, talking to Jacob Slavin and Peter Kochekov. Uh, Peter Kochekov was the first star of the game last night in the win against the Devils. This is what it sounded like. Piotr, what does this mean, mean to you? you have fun? Yeah, have fun. Thank you, support, and thank you, fans. Good job. Jacob, two big divisional points over the Devils here tonight, now riding a 12-game streak. What made this win possible? This man right here, uh, his English isn't good, we're working on it, but Gucci uh, backstopped us all night, played unbelievable, and Gucci. Uh, Do you enjoy hearing the fans call you like this out here? 
Valmont, Valmont, Valmont. Enjoy the fans. Yeah, you enjoy. Yeah, yeah, very fun today and and uh, every game and home, man. and unbelievable. Thank you. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, Valley Sports, Carolina Hurricanes, it's Hannah Yates. Hannah, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. Um, I You have to still be laughing after yesterday's bench interview with Jacob Slavin and Fyodor Kochekov after last night's win. Uh, he is He's a character. He doesn't know much English, but people love it. Absolutely. I am still laughing about it, actually. I've watched it a couple times back because in the moment, you're just like, what is happening? It was fantastic. It was so much fun. And he's just been a joy to be around for everyone, including me, just from a work perspective, the interactions that I've had with him. He is that way 24-7. Hannah Gates, Carolina Hurricanes Valley Sports, joining us here on the OG on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline. That's Jovius. I'm Joe Giglio. All right, so Hannah, you, you see this goalie come climbing over the boards. You know he doesn't speak English. What, what did you expect to happen while you had well, Jacob Slavin there as the interpreter, the, the, the quasi-interpreter, I should say? He was. I was super grateful that Jacob was there. Um, what I was told beforehand is we knew that Pyotr Kochekov was going to be the first star of the game, which is typically the bench interview. And I said, okay. Um, are, am I going to interview him for the first time? And they said, well, we're probably going to have Jacob do the interview just because Piotr's still getting acclimated with English and, you know, we didn't want to put him in a bad spot. But Piotr said, nope, I want to do it. And so he hopped over the boards. And when he came, I was like, all right, this is happening. And Jacob was already out there sitting down ready to go. So I was like, well, I might as well just slide in the middle and we will just interview everyone. Everyone can have a part in this post-game interview. And so it was great. Um, Jacob it was a blessing to have him out there just because he's interacted with Piotr so many times that he probably knew more than I did um, of different words that he was familiar with in English. And so fun and fans were the two that we went with, and it worked out perfectly. I'm not going to suggest you're as dumb as either me or Ovius, but were like you trying to run through any Russian name that you could possibly think of in your head? Were you, were you like, Nyet, Dasvidanya? Stolichnikov, uh, Glasnost. What? What were? What was? Were you trying to scramble your brain to think of anything Russian you knew? <laughs> My Russian is slim to none. And so the funny part was when I heard he was the first star of the game, and that Jacob was probably going to be the interview. In my mind, I'm like, there's a slight chance that he might want to be the interview. So I'm not sure how this is going to work out. So I'm running around this arena to get to the bench from where I stand, which is on the opposite side of the bench during the game. And as I'm running, I'm try I have Google Translate open and I'm I'm trying to utilize Google Translate, but I had no service down in the basement. And so I was like, Well maybe but once I'm looking at it, I'm like, Yeah, this is a lost cause. We're just gonna roll with it and see how things go. Hannah Yates joining us, Valley Sports, Carolina Hurricanes on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Obius. All right, as, as far as the actual team is concerned, last night was a big deal taking on the Devils. Devils have been reeling a little bit while the Canes have been scrapping for points. Uh, this It's interesting. The Canes are not playing at the level I think a lot of people think they're capable of. They're missing key players, obviously. Sebastian Ajo, they're still waiting for Pacioretty to come back, hopefully sometime here in the new year. But they've scrambled to get these points and get back to the Metro Division. I had, you know, what's the general, did they sense that? Do they feel like they're playing their best hockey right now when you're hanging out in the locker? What are they saying? 
I think that they're confident in knowing that they have players who can step up in every situation. But I would say some of these wins have been a grind or a scramble is the word that you mentioned. It hasn't been their best hockey in every game. And when I spoke with Rod Brindamore after the second period said, hey, what do you want to see in the last 20? And he's like, you know, I'm really not thrilled with the game that we've played so far, even though they were up three goals at that point. He said, you know, I think we have to get back to our style of hockey and that was just, you know, quicker, just just playing quicker, having more ozone possession time, different things that he didn't feel they were doing through the first 40 minutes. And so I think that regardless, they've gotten the job done. They've had fantastic goaltending, as we discussed. But it's just that confidence in the locker room of knowing they have guys who can step up and knowing they have a netminder who's going to show up every single night. Hannah, I'm going to let you have this one. And since no one's listening, it'll be our little secret. You can use it on Bally Sports. The second the Devils signed Eric Halla this offseason, I knew that the Canes and Devils would be playing each other in the first round of the playoffs. Do you know why? Why? Eric Halla has been on the first round opponent the last two years since he left the Hurricanes. <laughs> so it was written in the stars that the Devils were going to be good this year. And it was written in the stars that the Devils and Canes have to meet in the first round of the playoffs. You can have that one for free. I won't even tell anyone that it's my Eric Halla fail. You, you can just take it as yours. I appreciate that very much. I, I, I mean, that would be a tough first-round battle, I tell you that much. I know the Devils are on the downtrend right now based on their most recent record with the Canes going up, but it would be a tough-fought match. I feel like the Devils are having the season that the Canes had last year where they had the insane start where they couldn't lose a game, and ultimately water finds its level. I, I'm, I'm curious, do you think the Canes – I don't know if you can learn from that last year, but do you think the Canes – are, are cognizant at least that they want to peak at the right time of the year and not certainly not before New Year's? I think it's not even – I mean, it's not planned in my opinion. For me, it's, okay, you're facing adversity. When are you going to face it, and then how are you going to handle it? And so I think them dealing with that to where they had that strong start and then maybe faced it earlier to where they could acknowledge it and learn from that, I think that helped them with that learning curve here. I mean, they lost multiple games straight before this win streak, right? There was one point where they couldn't pull a win out for more than five games. And so um, I think they've learned how to handle that adversity and they have different pieces in the locker rooms. I, I go back to this every single game when I talk about it is the veteran pieces that Don Waddell picked up during the off season. You have guys like Paul Stasny, Brett Burns, different Wiley veterans who have that leadership in the locker room to where when you're facing adversity this season, it might be different because you have successful guys who have faced that in their careers before, and they know how to be leaders through it. Hannah Yates, Bally Sports, Carolina Hurricanes. We appreciate the time. Heck of a lot of fun uh, yesterday after that win. Good win for the Canes. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, it's West Durham, ACC Network, ESPN. Wes, what's going on, man? Subscribe to the Reddit page, too. Don't forget that. That's right. Just go uh, just join our Reddit page, man. That's what it's all can about. I get, can, I give you, can I give you full credit on the piece you wrote today that you tweeted out? Yeah, it's, it's, I wouldn't call it a piece, Wes. You're, you're being too kind. You're being too kind. It's just scattered bullet okay. point thoughts. Uh, DirecTV, for the context here, is that DirecTV 
uh, lost Sunday ticket. Reports indicate it's going to go to YouTube for $2.5 billion. And, yeah, $2.5 bill for Sunday ticket. Uh, Look, man, Google Google had the money. And I just thought, you know what? This kind of indicates where things are going for streaming. So that's what I wrote about. Well, and you were five years ago talking about this. I mean, five years ago, you were talking about the digital platform being the norm, mm-hmm. especially as it relates to sports and maybe not necessarily live events, although it's certainly going that way. It is. But lots of sports programming that you've become accustomed to in the linear space going to the digital platform. And I think you've seen it with what you know the company I work for certainly has done with the NHL and to a degree the NBA online product they do every night with Cassidy Hover. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things that are being done second screen when it comes to games, CFP is a good example, things like that. So just, I, hey, look, you know, it's all fun and games. We can talk about stuff all the time. But, you know, you were way ahead of this in the thought process of ultimately where this might go. And I think a lot of it, as you pointed out five years ago, has to do with demographic, and, and rightly so. Uh, I don't think it'll ever happen, but I would love to talk to John Swafford, former ACC commissioner, after all of the ACC kickoffs where I asked him, are you sure about the cable bundle? Are you sure? And he was like, nothing mm-hmm. to worry about, nothing to worry about, nothing to worry about. Yeah, everybody's freaking out. Now, speaking of freakouts, are you right. enjo- are you enjoying the college coach freakout this, uh, this signing day? With all the name, image, and likeness talk and tampering and the the game is bad for the game, Wes. It's bad. Everything is bad. Every signing day, there's something that's bad for the game. Well, Pat Narduzzi continues the no-filter tour, which I always <laughs> appreciate. Um, and I, I think that, you know, he's our champion when it comes to the no-filter tour. Uh, look, I think NIL, there is some positives and there are some negatives. And the tampering concept is real i don't think there's any doubt about that i think we're head in sand if you don't think that but i also believe too that it is a very very thin number of people that are escalating towards seven figures i just i just think that's i think that's a small number i could be totally wrong on this but i would I, I think it's a smaller number than people think. I do believe that the NIL thing is real. I do. I think Mac Brown said that he lost some guys because of NIL. I believe that too. All right. Well, um, let's, let, let's pause. Let's pause right there, there for different players. Let's pause okay. right there. I, cause I know what, you, okay. what you're referencing with Mac Brown saying they lost what five players because of the name, image and likeness. Did they lose right. those five players because they could not compete financially for these five players or they did not feel that these players were worth what they were asking. That that would be somebody else's question to answer, but I understand the question, mm-hmm. okay? Um, but the fact that that's a talking point shows you just how fast we've converted to this new life and this new world of college football. Wes Serum, ESPN, ACC Network, joining us here on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline. That's Joe Vias. I'm Joe Giglio. I mean, my thing, Wes, is I, I look at the background of Boo Corgan. I look at the background of Bubba Cunningham and Nina King. You know, that, that's Mike mm-hmm. White. And you look at, you know, where they learned. And I just, I don't know if if those schools are, and I don't know if those schools are ever going to be comfortable with paying recruits. I could see them paying, take NC State this year, Terquavion Smith, right? He had a choice, the sure. NBA, come back to school. He made money mm-hmm. from their collective. But you look at Carolina with Armando Baycott, it was, look, we have no problem helping and facilitating in any way we possibly can for you to, you know, 
sign up with a seafood place for you to make money with, with legitimately mm-hmm. with your name, image, and likeness. But we're not going to just pay pay you to stay. Out of you know, no. I, I, and that's where I think right. the philosophical difference is. I'm not sure they're ever going to play the game the same way that an Alabama or a Texas A&M or a Miami, and we don't have to go to the SEC. I think I think Miami and Louisville are, are two schools in the ACC who could greatly benefit from the NIL. No, game. and Joe, I think you bring up a really good point, and I think there's a question about NIL in the front door, NIL once you set up the house, right, yeah. for players. And I think the NIL once you prove your worth is fine. I think where we've lost our path a little bit and where the game's changed on so many different levels and, you know, and now I don't I'm sure you guys have spent a bunch of time talking about this already. I mean, the new leader of the organization essentially is a conduit between the NCAA and the government. And we're going right back down the path. We just took the nine, nothing loss on at the Supreme court on, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to run this right back down this road again. They've already told you they don't want to be involved in this. And what's the NCAA do? They go out and hire a governor. I mean, I have my doubts about the worthiness of the worthiness of the organization based on the hire they made. Now, he may turn out to be terrific, but I'm just not sure that we need somebody to put this right back in the government's court again. But as it relates to NIL, this goes back to the bigger picture of the lack of governance and lack of structure and the rules that they're that are being cast. And Jillio, I don't disagree with you at all. I think there's some institutions that have gotten comfortable being uncomfortable with the inversion of the mission of the institution based on the mission of winning. And some of those schools are just, you know, okay, be damned, let's go. Others are, you know, a more tactical approach about, well, let's see, you know, who's who is actually worthy of the investment of the collective or the you know the the corporate partner if you will of the name image and likeness world west durham acc network espn joining us here on the og alongside joe Chilio. i'm joe ovius i know you're in bowl mode because uh, you're in new orleans right now getting ready for the rl carriers bowl uh which i believe we have on buzz sports radio i Sweet. Am, i am curious i am curious mm-hmm. if you put any any effort or thought into where duke is after last night's loss to wake forest i think it's a great win for the demon deacons who i know you've seen in person Uh, but Mm -hmm. duke's missing two key guys the two key guys that if they're going to do anything this season they need so i i kind of have a shoulder shrug from the duke perspective great for steve forbes but from duke i'm like they just haven't been a complete team this year no they haven't and uh, you know john is, is certainly in a position where he's feeling you know how, how much can I get from a continuity perspective when I don't have any continuity, right? Um, and I think that, uh, you know, Filipowski clearly is a is a talent, but I think you've got to have a healthy Jeremy Roach. I'll, I'll keep going back to that. I think Blake's helped some, but, but Roach is a guy who can, can really, really help him across the board, and especially with the younger guys as league play begins. I don't know. I Look, you're right about it. It's a good win for Wake because – you know, I saw the Appalachian buzzer beater, then they got smoked at Rutgers, and they certainly responded to <laughs> right, it, right. you know, by, by by coming back and winning last night. But I think we're still kind of working through what the new league is, what the new year is going to look like. I mean, Virginia, that's not a bad loss at against Houston, but last night I think Miami showed us something. You know, Isaiah Wong is going to be an issue in this league, and Nigel Pack is – his running mate. I'm not sure he's the equal of Isaiah Wong. Um, but then Pitt and well, Clemson wins tonight 
Hey, who all had Pitt and Clemson at two and zero? Yeah, I, I had Pitt tonight in Atlanta. I had Pitt wrong. You know, I the them beating State at home uh, at NC State, like not great for. I'm not trying to justify State. State still has their issues to work out, but at first I'm like, really, you lost to Pitt? Actually, on second thought, this Pitt team might be pretty good. I think if you look well, at Pitt in the previous years, Wes, they would have a stinker out of the league. They haven't had a stinker mm-hmm. out of the league. Yeah, yeah, they. They have last night. They they kind of played even when the game got close in the last couple minutes last night. I thought they played with some some moxie and some poise. You know, um, now not every possession was perfect, um, and I'm not saying that Syracuse is a world beater yet. But Syracuse is better than I thought they would be. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I mean, Mintz has kind of turned the corner a little bit. Edwards is significantly improved um inside so you know i'm not saying that's a bad win for Pitt. i think that's a terrific win for Pitt. any road win i was gonna say people's getting yeah yeah. on the previous couple years is a good win it's not bad because both of their both of their acc wins are on the road i think syracuse and nc state ultimately probably turn out to be pretty similar teams one as a hall of fame coach one doesn't i guess but you look at Pitt, and it's the guards and you get guards out of the portal and that's what they did that's Mm -hmm. that's state's kind of formula this year get you know go get jarkel joiner and give yourself a chance because you have to have guards sure. to win games. That's where I get back with Duke, and I'm I'm with you about Roach. It does feel like Whitehead to me is supposed to be that scoring wing. He's mm-hmm. supposed to be the bus driver, mm-hmm. and we you know we yep. we can't see it because of the injuries and now uh, the illness that kept him out of the weight game. I was telling it, I said to Joe earlier on the program. I think Duke is an NCAA tournament team as they're constructed with their roster without Whitehead, without Lively. There is absolutely nothing wrong with being an NCAA tournament team. We saw this last year with NC State when Manny Bates went out. It was the end of the world. You know, (laughs) Lively is their five, and Whitehead's supposed to be their star. And they are a tournament team without those two guys, but they're just that, though. They're not a threat. Yeah. You know? And, and, you know, you look, too, at Virginia, and you go, you said last night they lost on the road to Miami. That's a good loss, in my opinion. I know it's coming off the heels of Houston, but it's still a good loss to me because Laranaga. That's a good loss, too, even though it was at home. Larinagas, Larinagas, you know, he's one of those coaches. He could take yours and beat his, and take his and beat yours. Well, and, and let me ask you this: the t- there are about three or four teams that you're still scratching your head on. I'll throw Notre Dame in the mix on that yeah, one. Sure. I mean, Notre Dame gets a great win over Michigan State early in the year, and then gets smoked the other night in Atlanta by Georgia, who's not supposed to be particularly good in the SEC. You know, like let's take Clemson; they lose to Loyola. You know, in Atlanta, after beating Wake Forest with a great second half, and now tonight they play Georgia Tech. We find out more about Clemson, I guess, tonight in some respect. And at the end of the day, we keep coming back to a similar discussion. Mike Young does a really good job at Virginia Tech. I mean, we just kind of stand there and go, boy, Virginia Tech's not bad. You know, they're they're a pretty good basketball team. So, I don't know. This league, to me, it's either going to be really, really competitive, the five five points or less conference games, home wins and all that stuff, you know, we may set records again. Who knows? But I'm I'm still trying to sort out what we really know about these teams so far. West Durham, ACC Network, ESPN, RL Carriers, New Orleans Bowl, which is on hey, the fan tonight. Take the, take the over, Gilio. Take <laughs> the over. It's on the fan tonight. All right, man, we will talk to you next week. Have a good Christmas. All right, guys, y'all too. Be well. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? 
The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to jimallen.com and start your next move today. That's jimallen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.